Hi, my name is Antonia Dominguez. And I'm Linda Coogan. And you're listening to Wine, the Long and the Short of It. Welcome to Episode 6. So Linda, last week we talked about white wine styles. And the idea was to get our listeners thinking about maybe what their wine preferences are and um, how knowing what your preferred style is can help you to choose alternative options and not just keep going back to the same wine. So this week we're going to do the same, but for red wines. That makes sense. Excellent. Great. Okay. so going again from the lighter body to the fuller bodied, Mm -hmm. I like to start with bright and juicy. Bright and juicy. Okay, so this style I can imagine is going to be kind of wines that would be kind of more the red berry fruit profile, uh, lower in tannin. By tannin, we mean that the the feeling that your mouth is dried out. Uh, so, are you talking about flurry, gamay, pinot noir kind of style wines? Absolutely. Okay. And adding to what you said, um, again, lighter bodied. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's how it feels in your mouth. Exactly. Yeah, okay. And you can you can usually tell um, a bright and juicy type of wine even by the colour okay. and the intensity of the colour. It tends to be a little bit paler. So yes, paler in colour uh, oftentimes, uh, lighter bodied. And also the key for me is kind of fresh and acidity and that tart red berry fruit that you talked about. It kind of means for me like a very vibrant wine, a okay. fruit forward <laughs> wine, a juicy uh, wine, so okay. So something you can drink on its own um, all year round, and you don't need to have food necessarily. Absolutely, yeah, okay. exactly. So what you just said, flurry, gamay, is a good example. Um, a lot of Pinot Noirs, New World especially, they tend to be quite fruit forward. But then you have other little gems like uh, Mencia mm-hmm. um, and the Austrian grape variety Zweigelt. Will I spell both of them for people? Will I? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> M-E-N-C-I-A. So that's usually from Burizzo, Burizzo in... Burizzo? Burizzo. Bierzo. Bierzo. <laughs> in Spain and also Zeigelt. Um, Zeigelt is an Austrian grape that would be, you know, tick the box for that all right. It's kind of cherry fruit and, and low in tannin as well. And these type of wines you can also chill. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and tell me just very briefly, Antonia, um, why they would be a style of light and bright and juicy. Um, what I mean by that is the skin of these grapes would be really, really thin. So you don't get much colour and you don't get much tannin. Exactly. That's the, how they're made up. Okay. Absolutely. So tannin and colour, both of those, as you just said, comes from the skin. So um, a lot of these grape varieties would be thin skinned. Um, also, the winemaker might just decide not to macerate too long on the skins which means when the grapes are crushed they're not letting the juice sit on the skins for too long okay to That's extract that color and extract okay. that tannin excellent right so the next style that you have for us is yeah so we're going to go into a medium bodied smooth and structured um style mm. with what i'd like to call smooth, smooth and structured okay. now what i mean by that is more body so straight away we're referring to the structure usually more tannin now I know I'm saying smooth and structured. The tannin might not necessarily always be smooth. Sometimes it can be a bit, bit more firm um, and you can always feel that uh, around the gums. Mm-hmm. Okay, so give me a couple of examples of this type of style of red wine, please. Okay, so I'm thinking like uh, Bordeaux, Riojas, uh, Chiantis uh, and other Italian reds like Barolos. Okay. Um, 
Yeah. So a lot of these wines, because of their structural, you know, uh, makeup, insofar as they have body, they have tannin, um, they are very suitable for oak aging. And a lot of them have seen oak aging. Um, and that has added to sort of, you know, the flavor complexity. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes, we, we'll go into this again, but, you know, aging a wine in oak adds different flavors whether that be vanilla notes and toast from french oak or whether that be kind of spicy notes or um you know dried you know the oxidative effect can give you dried fruit and dried nuts and so on um so for me structured smooth i'm thinking medium bodied i'm thinking more complex reds layered and they can be yeah that's a really good word like layered because with these type of wines when you stick your nose in you don't just get a kind of fruit bomb there's more to it and then when you taste it on the palate you're going to get the fruit um, attack and then you're going to get something different in the mid palate and the body and texture all of these elements together um, are going to make that style yeah Uh, I understand that style now a bit better thanks okay (laughs) hope our listeners do too (laughs) Uh, so just to go on to the next one then what what's that um well i i think of sort of a warm and spicy category so again we're going more into fuller bodied uh wines and so before uh, you shiraz yes okay shiraz um things like symphondel yeah okay Primitivo. and i also think of things like southern rhone yeah so uh the warmer kind of warmer, warmer climates, climates you know and that okay. grenache uh syrah mouvedre uh, blend can be yeah quite you know rich and spicy and warming yeah, winter warming reds that mm-hmm. have a like a notable spice to them I also would put in that category I don't know if, if I'd be right now Sicilian wines yeah definitely Negro Amaro and things yeah, like that yeah it's Some like you them. can get a kind of warmer softer feel but also lots of complexity like um Primitivo, sorry, there you go. Primitivo is the same grape as Zinfandel. Yes. So that kind of style as well. Okay, mm-hmm. so warmer uh, climate, so um, a bit more heat, maybe a little bit more alcohol in this style as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think some Malbecs kind of veer mm-hmm. into the warm and spicy, but um, I think the, the important thing is there is that kind of notable spicy kind of character to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that's what differentiates them from the fourth category and the final category which is rich and robust and in saying that everything we've just said in terms of warm and spicy that could also fit into rich and robust okay you know but this is where you 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 experiment you try different things and see what what suits you Yeah. yeah yeah so rich and robust we're going straight into sort of fuller body territory um rich mouthfeel rich kind of fruit profile um and um usually high alcohol Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, th- th- probably tannin, but, you know, tends to be, it's all about that rich, smooth, velvety mouthfeel. Okay, so I'm thinking of wines like Ribera del Duero, you know, the, the yes, reservas yes, and yeah. so on. I'm thinking of our peanut, pinotages. Okay. Um, yeah, that'd be rich and robust, like a big kind mm-hmm. of broader kind of style wine. Okay. Yeah, big Cabernets, oh, like yes. Californians. Like a, and... Um, Kunawara Cabernets, that kind of big, robust that they, you know what they are straight away. Okay. Yeah. So Kunawara, exactly. That's a really good example. And of course, our Amarones and Repassos. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Now, again, some of them could be in the the smooth style as well, especially Repassa. But again, an Amarone, it's it's sitting down drink, isn't it? It's big. It's a big boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's very robust. It's usually like 15 to 16% alcohol. And uh, 
It's a full-on wine. Yeah, it's probably not for drinking on its own. No, well, Alberto Zanato says about his Amarone, which is a 16.5%er, it is a sipping after dinner drink. He, he doesn't recommend to, to drink it. Because um, I was saying, like, would you have a big hearty stew or what? And he, he said, just sit down and enjoy it after dinner. Yeah, and um, Amarones are interesting. It, that, like, that's a really good point, I suppose. It's almost too big to have with wine, with food, sorry. With wine. With wine. <laughs> you mix up your words when you have it all right, I don't know. you? <laughs> the other thing about Amarone is I was in that region there um, early this year and I, I went to a couple of wineries and they're really trying to produce Amarones that are a bit fresher in style because okay. they think now that it's gone too much into the heavy, you know, uh, rich styles and they need to kind of, in order for it to have appeal and to be drank with food, they need to have kind of a, a freshness to them that they're, that a lot of the of the examples on the market are lacking now. Okay, that that's that sounds nice and easy. I hope we've given some guidance to our listeners. Yeah, and I think we need to do a whole other episode that's just about grape varieties, maybe. Oh, hundred percent. We've probably yeah. done confused a few listeners with a lot of different terms and yeah. But grape again, varieties. if they're on our email list, they're going to get an alternative guide to this variety, this style, and what we would put in these categories so that they can uh, take it away. So if you want to sign up, you can email us at ourwinepodcast at gmail.com and get on our newsletter. So now... You know what time it is. It's time for the wine quiz. Okay, let's do it. Okay, red wine styles. Now, Antonia, don't screw this up. I'll try my best. (laughs) Are you ready? Yes. Uh, Okay, let me see, let me see. Best known for producing a wine that is released on the third Thursday in November. I made to be drunk within six months as I have lots of red berry fruit. Carbonic maceration is used to give me a very fruity profile. I can also make more serious wines in regions such as Morgan and Fleury. I am Beaujolais Nouveau. Excellent. And what grape am I? You are the Gamay grape. Excellent. Okay. So, some of these are short and sweet, like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By okay. the way, people don't really understand that Beaujolais is all Gamay. It's just the grape variety, but, you know, it's nice to know that that's, you know... It's not Beaujolais. People think Beaujolais is the grape. Refer to the grape. Yeah, it's exactly. the same with Rioja when people say, oh, can I have a Rioja? And they don't understand that it's, it's a Tempranillo blend... Um, of grape varieties that makes Rioja and Rioja wine. It really, Rioja just refers to the region. Well, thank you. That was actually a lovely, short and sweet little extra little Little tidbit. Okay, this is short and sweet and quite simple. Pair me with pizza and tomato-based pasta sauces and you won't go wrong. I have sour cherry notes, herbaceousness occasionally, and high levels of acidity for a red. I am... You could be several things. Well, what country might I be? You're definitely Italy. Okay. But um, you could be Sangiovese, you could be Barbera, but I'm guessing by your face, Sangiovese this time is what you went for. Yeah, you see, I like an L Chianti with Chianti. (laughs) (laughs) With (laughs) With pizzas and pastas, I do, I just like them. With fava beans. (laughs) Um, Well, um... Sangiovese, yeah, to me, the other thing is, especially about Chianti and things like that, is high tannin, which makes them great food wines. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right, okay. I am a thin-skinned grape, so usually I'm pale in colour. I tend to have aromas and flavours from the red berry family, strawberry, raspberry, red currant or cranberry. I have low levels of tannin. 
I am. You are Pinot Noir. Yes, I am. Now, I'm not sure that you will be able to read my type notes here. (laughs) No joke. Or make sense of what I'm trying to say, but you can pick some of them. Okay, let's go. Improvise if it doesn't really flow like, do you know? Okay. People often confuse the region I am best known from. (laughs) And my name... Oh, we just talked about this. We just did this. Okay. I have flavors of cherry, strawberry, raspberry, mocha, cedar, spice. I have an affinity with oak. I am Tempranillo from Rioja. Well, yeah, from Rioja. But yeah, you are the grape variety Tempranillo. Very good. I am a crossing between two grapes. Actually, we covered that one earlier, so I'll move on. I was originally from Caror. Yeah, but I didn't know that you were going to recommend uh, peanut charge. I know, but we covered it. Okay. Okay. I was originally from Caror. 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 C-A-H-O-R-S. <laughs> in the southwest of France, but Argentina is where I thrive now. I am medium to full-bodied, structured, with bramble fruits and sometimes tobacco notes. Um, I have a mixed fruit profile. And I am perfect with grilled meats like beef and juicy steaks. I am. I am an Argentinian Malbec. Very good. Thanks. One for the road. Folks. Well, you're One Malbec for the road, because you said you, were, you, <laughs> you uh, originated in France. So you're Malbec. Known as the king of grapes. <laughs> See, you can't read my type right <laughs> now. Known as the king of grapes, grapes, I make the famous Barolo wine, which has a unique flavor profile of violets, rose and cherry. I can need a long time to develop in bottle and soften my tannins. I am Nebbiolo. Wine recommendation, Linda? We're doing red wines. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so I am actually going to go with your um, smooth and structured. Is that the right one? Yeah. yeah. Smooth and structured. So it is Chateau Tayat, T-A-Y-E-T. I don't um, know this one. It is a lovely Bordeaux um, that I have used many times. And yeah, you would want a little bit of food with it, but um, it uh, it isn't a deal breaker, to be honest with you. If you open it up and uh, use a decanter, it is amazing. So it is a Bordeaux Superior um, and it is widely available in... Um, independence for around the 22 25 euro mark but it's made up of a blend of 55% Merlot 35 Cabernet and Petit Verdot. Now I love when they, they throw a bit of Petit Verdot in more than 1 or 2% because it adds that kind of floral complexity to a wine that isn't just all blackberry fruit and plums and all that. So I think it is um, a fantastic cracking little wine um, widely available. That sounds great. Fantastic, because Bordeaux, it's difficult to find a good price point um, for a good Bordeaux. You can get some, you know, twen- you know, 15 euro wines, Bordeaux, Superior and all the rest, and they, they don't taste like a whole lot. So this, I know you're spending a little bit more, but the, and it's only a Bordeaux Superior, which just means that it's, um, it's from Bordeaux. They give an extra 0.5% alcohol in these styles. So it's just that little bit more complex. Of course, you can go Saint-Emilion, Haute-Medoc, all of these other regions within Bordeaux, but you are paying more generally for um, the region. And, and, you know, we'll get into all kind of sub-regions within regions and countries and all sorts. But yeah, that would be my recommendation this week. And it's been consistent over the years as well, is what I would say. And who's that imported by, Linda? Is from Wine Mason, and it's around 22 to €26 in good independent wine shops. 
Fantastic. That sounds great. What about you? What have you got for us, wine style? I hope it's not the same as mine. It's something different. So for my wine recommendation this week, I have gone to Bright and Juicy with uh, Rotulo Dao from Nieport, a Portuguese producer um, known for its ports, but now producing gorgeous still wines. I absolutely love their still wines. Mm-hmm. Great this value in Portugal as well. Absolutely. Brilliant value for money coming out of Portugal. This one is about 17, 18 euro. Okay. It's made from a blend of Portuguese grape varieties, Trega Nacional, Cayenne, things like that. Uh, it's very much medium bodied, 13% alcohol, so on the lighter side. Um, so it has gorgeous, juicy red fruits, raspberry, cherry. It has a hint of blackcurrant. It has black pepper spice. Mm-hmm. And it even has some lovely floral violet notes just lifting the wine. Okay. Um, uh, a, a moderate amount of tannins, quite smooth. So really easy drinking red. Um, but also brilliant with things like duck or Asian beef salads. You know, those kind of dishes that are tricky to pair with yeah, because yeah, they have a meat yeah. element, but they're not, you know, full-blown, robust, hearty dishes. Okay. Um, barbecued sauce lamb kebabs and even like sort of Mediterranean seafood dishes your tomato based fish stews like your bacalao in tomato like they love to have in Portugal so anyway I could go on all day um, that yeah. sounds really nice actually and t- you said 17, 18 17, 18 and imported by Wine Mason excellent that sounds absolutely delicious you have been listening to Wine the Long and the Short of It with me Antonia Dominguez and me Linda Coogan Subscribe to and share our podcast with your wine-loving friends. Cheers. <laughs>